This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to watch. If you're watching for the first time, may I welcome you to the broadcast. Today, we want to discuss a very unusual subject, and I hope that you will stay tuned and hear the message. Spiritual addiction. Spiritual addiction. We know about other kinds, but what about spiritual addiction? Stay tuned as we discuss it today. On Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course, and many of you that are watching right now have already ordered the course, you've taken the course, and you may be even taking other courses beyond the first one we sent to you. May I encourage those of you who have not to stay tuned as we pause for just a moment so that you can learn a little bit more about the course we're offering that's free and how you can receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 16, and I want to read verse number 15. I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the firstfruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Now, that's the reading of that passage from the New King James Version. The New King James says, I beseech you, brethren, that you know the household of Stephanus, that they're the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They've addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. The, the word addiction itself means to be given over or devoted to a habit of something or some purpose in life. I, I read a headline some time ago, and this is what it said, baby born helpless addict. And reading the article, I learned that the baby's mother had been addicted to drugs, and when the baby was born, the baby was addicted to drugs. Uh, we have some friends who had that to happen with them. They had a baby and, and that they adopted, and for several months, the baby cried almost constantly. And it was later in life that they learned that that baby had been born a crack addict. That was the reason the baby was crying, because they was going through the period of withdrawals. 
addiction. Addiction. The kind of addiction that we read about in 1 Corinthians 16 in this particular text is not that kind of addiction. He's talking about the household of Stephanus, about his family, and that the family had addicted or devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Of course, addiction is a problem, isn't it? There are people in our society that are addicted to certain things that are very harmful. And one of those things to which they are addicted are drugs. Sometimes even legitimate drugs, legal drugs, people can become addicted to them over a long period of time. But it is a problem. There are those that are addicted to meth, to cocaine, to heroin, to many other kinds of drugs that are illegal, to marijuana. And the very nature of the drugs causes one to become dependent upon them. I have often wondered when I learn of someone who might be addicted to some kind of a drug, maybe meth, why would a person want to, why would they want to involve themselves in that? And the answers might vary as to why people try those drugs. Some might say, well, I, I did it just out of curiosity. And I actually read of someone who did that. They wanted just to see what it was like to take that drug, but after they took it one time, they were hooked. Did it just out of curiosity. So some, someone says, well, you know, I, 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 I involve myself in drug, Brother Lambert, because you see all of my friends do it. And, and I, I want my friends to like me. That's the reason I'm doing it. And another says, well, I'm doing it because I've, I've got so many problems in my life. And taking drugs is the only way that I have of escaping reality. The only thing about escaping reality with a drug is after a while, you have to come back to reality. You see, that's uh, not a good enough reason for an individual to be addicted to drugs. Drugs that are going to destroy you. Destroy you mentally. That will destroy you physically. That will destroy you financially. That will destroy your family. Alcohol is a drug. It's just in liquid form. And alcohol has a destructive effect upon people's lives. And I had someone to tell me that uh, drinking a few beers in the afternoon when they get in from work is the only way they have of relaxing. Well, my answer to that was that I, I don't drink a few beers when I get in from work and I'm able to relax. I, I think there are other ways that you can go about doing that without having to be involved in drugs. So that's a problem. People are addicted to drugs, and it's like a scourge in our nation today. People involving themselves in the use of drugs, drugs. Sometimes people are addicted to just having a good time, or you might put it like this, they're addicted to pleasure. Paul wrote about people addicted to pleasure in 1 Timothy 5 and 6, that she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she lives. There are people that are dead people that are still alive. That is, they're dead in their sins because all they're living for is a life of pleasure. Now, there's pleasure in sin. 
It is said of Moses in Hebrews chapter 11 that he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Of course there's pleasure in sin. If there wasn't some pleasure in sin, there wouldn't be so many sinners. But you see, there are sinful pleasures. Sinful pleasures. Things that appeal to the lust of the eye, the, the, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life would be sinful pleasures. You know, John wrote about that in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and following. He says, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, for, for if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of the God abideth forever. If you want to abide forever, do the will of God. Don't involve yourselves in sinful pleasures. Now, there are different kinds of pleasure. There are legitimate pleasures, things that in and of themselves are not wrong. I enjoy a football game. I enjoy watching people play baseball. I, I enjoy sporting, sporting events and athletics of that sort. Some people enjoy going to play golf. They enjoy fishing. They enjoy hunting. I, I would call those legitimate pleasures. But when we allow something that in and of itself is not wrong, to prevent us or get in the way of our working for God and worshiping God on the Lord's day, then we have allowed something that in and of itself is legitimate to get in the way and become a sin in our lives. There's another kind of pleasure, incidentally. Psalms chapter 16 verse 11 refers to joyous pleasures. And those are the kinds of pleasures that belong to those who love Jesus and, and serve Jesus and, and, and are, are looking forward to going home to heaven one day. We have joy and pleasure in our life that you're not able to explain. As a matter of fact, in Philippians 4, 7, Paul called it a peace that passes all understanding. So sometimes people are addicted to pleasure. I, I think a lot of folk in our society, in our modern world, are addicted to things, to the material things of this life. Life's like a rat race. Everybody's trying to get the most things. Have you ever seen a bumper sticker, he that has the most toys wins? Well, he's talking not about children. He's talking about grown men that you have the most toys. The one that accumulates the most stuff is the one that wins. Wrong. Jesus in Luke 12 and 15 said, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Jesus said your life is not con consist of things that you own. And then he talked about a man who, who was a very successful man. His farming was so successful that when he went out to harvest his produce, he didn't have place to put everything. And so he said, I'm just going to have to tear down the barns that I have and build bigger and better barns to put all my produce. But in the end result of that man's life, the Lord said, you're, you're going to lose your soul. This very night your soul will be required of you. Then who shall those things be that you have provided? 
Who's going to own the stuff you've stored up in a barn? Who's going to own that piece of land that you bought? Who's going to own that boat and that motor? Who is going to enjoy the benefit of all of the money that you've invested in the stock market? See, see people are addicted to things. But I want to suggest to you that there is a better side to addiction. It's a kind of addiction we read about in 1 Corinthians 16, 15 with the household of Stephanus who had devoted themselves or addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That's spiritual addiction, isn't it? Oh, that's the kind we recommend. That's the kind that we need to have today, spiritually addicted to the right kinds of things. And right up at the top of the list of things to which we ought to be addicted is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you think of any reason, any sensible reason, any logical reason that, that any right-thinking person would not want to be given over to or devoted to or addicted to the habit and the practice of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, to be addicted to Christ. Paul was. Let, listen to some things that Paul said about his relationship with Jesus Christ. Let, listen to him in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Aha! Uh -huh. Crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I kind of get the idea, don't you? Paul was addicted to Jesus. Absolutely. I think about a statement he made in the first chapter of Philippians in verse 20. And, and Paul said that whether by life or by death, Christ shall be magnified in my body. What do you do when you magnify something? You, well, you make it larger, don't you? You, you, give an, you have an enlarged view of something if you magnify it. And the world today needs an enlarged view of the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to have those who serve Jesus to magnify Christ in their lives. The world needs to see Jesus in us. Paul said, whether I live or whether I die, I want you to know this about Paul. Jesus Christ is going to be magnified in my body. By the life I live, by the influence I have upon others, I'm going to show the world what it really means to live for Jesus. I believe Paul was addicted. Addicted to Christ, absolutely. Listen to Paul in Philippians 1 verse 21. For me to live is Christ. Paul did not say for me to live is to be popular or for me to live is to make money or for me to live is to have a fine home 
or for me to live is to have a cabin on the lake or on the beach. Paul did not say for me to live is to take vacations all around the world. For me to live is to store up money that could be used to help preach the gospel and to help other people. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Well, Paul, tell us what is the end result of being dedicated to Christ? Well, when you have given yourself over and, uh, to Jesus Christ and are devoted to Jesus Christ, completely devoted to Him, what's the end result? Listen to him again. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You see, you benefit greatly when you are addicted, devoted to Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be a better world which to live? Think about it for a moment. If all people in the world were addicted to Jesus, while we'd lay down all of our armaments, there'd be no war anymore. If all people were addicted to Jesus and served Jesus, there'd be peace in the world. Some people follow religious leaders that promote violence and promote killing and destruction. Jesus Christ promotes peace and love. Well, what a better world it would be if we were indeed addicted to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to Paul again in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 10. Always bearing about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Christ might be made manifest in my body. While Paul is saying that when you see Paul, I want you to see Christ. You know that ought to be true of every Christian. That ought to be true of every person who claims to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you look at them, you ought to see Jesus. We ought to be able to tell that people have been with Jesus. It is said of some of the Lord's disciples in Acts 4.13, they took knowledge of them, but they had been with Christ, they had been with Jesus. When people observe our lives, they can tell who we've been with. And when we are addicted to the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, there's absolutely no way you can hide that. Because of the beautiful life that you live, because of the radiance of your life, because of the joy that you have in your life, people can tell when you have been with the Lord Jesus Christ, addicted to Christ. Somebody said, well, what does that really mean, Billy, to be addicted to Jesus Christ? Well, there are lots of things, I suppose, that we could say about what it really means to be given over to the, uh, and devoted to the habit and the practice of serving Jesus Christ that is addicted to Him. One of the things that that means is that Jesus is number one in our lives. Number one. If you were to sit down with a piece of paper and start giving your priorities in life, what would be number one in your life? Well, what would you say is the most important priority that you have in your life? What is the number one in your life? You may list four or five or six or maybe seven or eight or a dozen things that are priorities in your life. Maybe your job is a priority, your family is a priority, and your hobby is a priority, and on and on we could go. 
But friends, when you're addicted to Jesus, Jesus is number one. And there aren't any other numbers other than the Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm addicted to Jesus Christ, everything in my life revolves around Jesus and what Jesus would have me do. You see, my family life revolves around Christ because I'm addicted to Him. But when I go home, I'm to take Jesus home with me. I'm to act at home like Jesus would have me act. If, if Jesus is the heart and the core of my life, I'm devoted to Him. I, I'm addicted to Jesus Christ. That, that affects my, my social life. You know, some people have their social life, then they have their religious life, and then they have their family life, and they don't mix. They, they, there's something different going on in each one of those categories. But folks, when you're dedicated to Christ, when you're committed to Jesus Christ, when you're addicted to serving the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot compartmentalize the Lord because He belongs in every phase of your life in your work life, in your school life, in your social life, in your family life, and yes, in your religious life. Jesus Christ is to be the first and foremost in your life. Jesus has a preeminence over all. In Colossians 3 and verse 11, Paul said that Christ is all and in all. There's a song that's often sung, He is my everything. Speaking of Jesus, He is my all. Now folks, that's what it means to be addicted to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of addiction that we recommend. Being addicted to Jesus Christ, giving over or devoted to the habit and the practice of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And when He is my everything, He is my Lord. He's my Lord. As a matter of fact, He is Lord, isn't He? Acts 10, 36 says He is Lord over all. There isn't anything over which He does not rule and reign. He is Lord over all. As a matter of fact, in Romans 14, Paul said, whether we live or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Because Jesus Christ is Lord whether we're alive or dead. He is the Lord of the living. He is the Lord of the dead. He is Lord over all. And I'd go so far as to say that Jesus Christ is Lord of the universe. Where's the center of the universe? People want to talk about where the center of the universe is found. Let me tell you where it's found. Jesus Christ is the center of the universe. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 says, He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. There's never been a time Jesus did not exist. He was with God in eternity. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. That simply means that it's Jesus that holds everything together. What is it that is holding the law of gravity in place? Jesus. 
What is it, what force is there that's, that caused the earth to continue to rotate on its axis as it's doing? Jesus. What force is there that is causing us to still have the air to breathe? Jesus. What force is there that causes the sun to come up, the sun to go down, that gives us the seasons of the year? Jesus. Who is it that gives us life and breath and all things? Jesus. My friend, Jesus Christ is the center of the universe. Jesus Christ is Lord over all. And it just seems to me that a person who is Lord over all. Somebody says, well, I'm not sure I accept that. Well, Jesus Christ is Lord, whether we accept it or not. Jesus Christ is Lord, whether we acknowledge it or not. But there is a day coming, according to the Apostle Paul, when every knee will bow when every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Folks, He's Lord. Whether we like it or not, He's Lord. Would you not commit yourself to Him? Let, let me tell you, when you commit yourself to Christ, when you become addicted to Jesus Christ, it eliminates so many, many issues from your life. Do you feel defeated? Do you feel as though the whole world is against you? Do you feel that whole, your world around you is collapsing? Everything is coming apart at the seams as it were? Well, let me tell you what the Apostle Paul said about those who are addicted to Christ. Romans 8 and verse 31 if God be for us, who can be against us? You know the answer to that question, no one. When you have God on your side, you have Christ on your side, there is no one, there is no force that can be against you. Because, see, you and God make a majority. You make a majority. So I want to urge you to commit and dedicate and devote yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be committed to Him today. Do you believe He's the Son of God? You said, Brother Lambert, I believe that. Are you willing to turn away from the sin in your life? That is, repent of your sin. You said, yes, Brother Lambert, I've been thinking about giving my life to the Lord. Are you willing to acknowledge that you believe Jesus is the Christ? You said, yes, I am. Then what I would urge you to do is to allow some servant of God to baptize you into Christ for the remission of your sins. And here's the reason Jesus said it best. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.